Time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in to a brand new day with Stephanie J. Welcome to my show. I am just delighted to have you, to have another opportunity just to speak with you for a little bit on this beautiful day. And what day is it? This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. And what does it mean to rejoice? Well, it means to experience joy and gladness in a high degree. To be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations and also to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. And every now and again, I like to remind you that that everyone includes you if you so desire to accept that invitation. And I'm so glad that I made that decision. It's been a while since I've been on recording a brand new day. I have done some episodes on Reset Today with uh, Stephanie J. Before I get into this episode, I would like to let you know other places that my podcasts can be heard. A brand new day with Stephanie J. can be heard right here on Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Castbox, Google, Apple, Geo Seven, J I O S A A V N, and iHeartRadio. Reset today with Stephanie J can be heard on Spreaker, Spotify, Deezer, Geo Seven again, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Apple, Google. SoundCloud, FaceTube, <laughs> I was getting ready to say FaceTube, I'm looking at Facebook and YouTube and my brain just wanted to combine them. Let me start that again. Facebook, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. Thank you so much for everyone who makes this possible and Thank you to you, the listeners. And let's see. 
I have had an adventurous weekend. It has really been a great weekend. Have been doing a lot of um, traveling around. You know, it's the busy holiday season for a lot of people. And although I've been doing shopping, I'm not necessarily doing Christmas shopping. I do a lot of online shopping. I just ordered something really cool uh, for my son, Christian. I say it's a it's a belated birthday gift. We had done the episode after his birthday when the guitar that I ordered him was delivered damaged and we had to send it back. And I didn't really want to purchase another one at this time, although I'm going to get him another one because he got so much other stuff that I knew that he wouldn't focus on you know, the, you know, the guitar right now. And so I ordered him some cool equipment to, um, help him further in his movie making endeavors. He's still going strong and building with all of his star Wars sets that, uh, my husband bought him for his birthday and he already had a few. I mean, the kid is seriously, seriously, uh, building and making movies. And so, I went out, you know, locally in my area on Friday and Saturday, I ventured back off into Maryland, another part. I I ended up doing a little bit of shopping, not too much, but shopped a little bit. I'm still, you know, picking up stuff for the house and stuff like that. Today was totally unexpected. It was an impromptu type of moving around we actually went out early um this morning to go to mcdonald's for breakfast something we haven't done in a very long time and from there we ended up taking a a long scenic drive just kind of driving all over the place looking at beautiful homes and different neighborhoods and then i seemed to hit this long stretch of land and I had the word on in the car. I was just listening, you know, to a portion of a sermon and my mind was just turning, you know, podcast and some things that was on my heart. But then I came across a really, really bad accident, you know, as I was driving through, it was like a five car accident. And so I just want to say to all of you out there, Please be extremely careful and extremely prayerful. One of the things that I do, and I've made a habit of it for quite some time, I pray when I get in my car. No, it doesn't have to be a really long prayer, but normally before we go out um, driving or anything, we say a prayer and um yeah, I, I really feel like that is just something really good to do and something good to get in the habit of because you just never know what's out there. And we actually came on the scene of that accident before any police or anybody arrived. I mean, it had just happened. And I mean, all of the cars had to get over in the left lane. It was not even a major highway, but there were about four cars on one side and one was a little further up the road by itself. And I mean, that car was smashed in like, whew, I just couldn't believe it. And so I was just grateful and, you know, thanking God 
you know, praying for people and just thanking him for traveling mercies. But I mean, I was just all over the place. And then I ended up finding a plaza that had uh, Marshalls and some other stores. I said, let me go over here for just a little bit. Ended up finding a winter coat that I needed for a great price. So I was happy about that. And then we found this like um, vintage bookstore. My goodness, this place was like huge. And I had the audacity to say, all right, let's just run in here for about 10 minutes just to see, you know, what's in here. That turned into about a two hour trip but no one minded because it's like we just found some cool stuff in that store yeah I picked up a couple more bibles I purchased one for someone else and a couple different translations for myself because the price was just right and I happened to find a lot of books um, classic novels that I was looking for for my son you know, he's a homeschool student, but I do try to keep him uh, with some of the guidelines for school, you know, when it comes to like his reading and, and things of that nature. So I found a lot of the good old classic books that we grew up reading, you know, some of the, the Dickens and, uh, you know, Mark Twain's and I found Lassie and Old Yeller. And I mean, I was just having a field day in this store and he found a few dvds that he wanted and so it was a good day that was my day but all throughout the day i just kept hearing bits and pieces of things on the radio and i was looking around you know just you know kind of um taking in a lot of things in fact in the store i was having a conversation i met a very nice lady she was like a middle-aged caucasian woman and she actually started talking to me she was over looking at the bibles and she had like a beautiful bible in her cart and she just started asking me questions about the bible and you know we fell into a pretty deep conversation and she was asking me my thoughts on some of the books that she had in her cart and you know, we were talking about the King James. I was telling her how I'm really a King James version reader, but I've read many translations. I've had several Bibles and I really wasn't even there to look for a Bible. It's just that the prices were so great. I just couldn't leave them there. And one treasure I found, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move on. But when I was growing up and I have mentioned it in some previous episodes, my father purchased my mother this huge, it was huge to me at the time because I was a kid, a big old white Bible. It was King James picture on it with the European or the white Jesus with the blonde hair and the blue eyes or whatever. And it had pictures in the Bible and, um, you know, that Bible always sat on my mother's debt or dresser, even when we moved. And I used to pick that Bible up and it was so big on my lap as a girl. And I just loved reading through that Bible. So when my mother died, I wanted her copy and my father couldn't find it. Didn't know what happened to the Bible. Last I saw it, it was down in the basement. And, um, you know, I just really wanted that Bible for a keepsake. Well, I came across 
a Bible just like that. And it was in mint condition. When I tell you from the cover, you know, the cover is a little different. It's still white. No torn pages, no rips, no writing. You know, the pages are yellow, but there was no writing, no crinkled pages, nothing. I turned that book over and it was $2. There was no way I could leave that there. And so I felt like I found some really great treasures in that, you know, bookstore and ended up, you know, doing a few more things and got home much later than I anticipated having left first thing this morning. But all in all, it was a really good day. And I'm just thankful to God for it. And I hope and I pray whatever you did, whatever you are doing, it is a good day for you as well. I really feel like, and this is kind of in line with what's been on my heart, I really believe that according to scripture, definitely, and then according to all of what is going on around us, we are really living in the last days. We are really living in the last times. And there is so much going on, so, so, so much going on with this pandemic. I talked about it a little bit on uh, the two previous reset episodes where I was notified that I had two of my younger cousins back in Pennsylvania, both came in contact with the coronavirus and one was released from the hospital a few days ago. So thank God for that. She was in there for several days and then another one went in the day that she was released. So prayers are continuing to go forth and I I pray for you, my listeners. The other day I picked up my globe and I began to just pray over the globe. That actually was my purpose for purchasing that um, globe so that I can pray over it. And then I kind of got a little lapse with it and the globe is just sitting on top of my speaker. And um, I really was thinking to myself, like, you know what? I really want to get, I have a, a prayer board hanging on my closet where I've written out a lot of prayers and, you know, prayers from organizations, family members, you know, my podcast listeners, people who support what I do. Um, I really want to make more of a conscious effort to begin praying by that globe. I like praying for various parts of the country and continents. And, you know, when I used to hear news or hear about something going on in a particular area, I would go, you know, my son has a, a map on his wall for school. And before I purchased another globe, I would pray over that map. We lay our hands on particular areas and we would pray. And I really just want to get back to that. Um, my husband bought Christian a beautiful, like a much smaller globe for his birthday that he could, you know, use along with his studies and stuff. And I told him, if you don't start using that globe, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> but I, I really believe that in this time, it is time for us to pray like never before. If you are not praying, now will be a good time. There is 
so much happening and then there is so much more to come and I am firm in my belief and in my conviction that you and I are here for such a time as this and so I sound the alarm today and and just trying my best to make you all aware that it is just not time to play out here. I'm telling you, Stephanie J does not have time for, nor does she make time for foolishness, nor for people who want to continue on that path. I'm sorry. And I'm not sorry, like apologetically. I'm thinking, I'm just saying that for lack of a better term, but I'm so serious. I'm not sorry. I don't have time for anything but to be kingdom-minded, first and foremost, because I'm going when he comes. I There is nothing. You've heard me say it before. You're going to hear me say it several times throughout these podcasts. If I continue on, uh, there are some things up in the air and I'm not sure how much longer I am going to continue on. Um, I don't know with this one or with both of them before the time being. I'm going to let you know certain things that are on my heart. I am not allowing anything or anyone to make me miss it. If I miss the kingdom, it's going to be because of me, because of something that I decide to do, because I decide to take my eyes off of him and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It's not going to be because of anything or anyone else, because guess what? There is not a person on the face of this earth. I don't care how wonderful they may be. There's not a person out here that is worth me missing Jesus now and in eternity. See, hell lasts forever. I don't know about you. I don't have any curiosity about hell. I don't have any desires for hell. There is nothing of the devils that I want here or in eternity. And I'm not spending eternity with him separated from God. I'm going with him. And so what that requires is for me to make my calling and election sure. There is a certain walk that comes along with that. And you cannot just get in by chance. You cannot just do some good things and then live any kind of way and think that you're going to make it in. The Bible says he's going to cut the time short. He's doing a short work. He said, because even the very elect would scarcely make it in. That's pretty scary. I'm reminded of the the scriptures in the Bible, I believe around Matthew 24 and 25, when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was teaching and they were asking him questions like, Lord, when, you know, when will you build your kingdom? When are you coming? And when, and, and they wanted to know. And he was like, look, these are going to be some of, some of the signs. These are the things to look for. And then some things he would say, 
But don't worry, the end is not there, is not here yet. But he told them, he said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devils in your name? He's not talking about the world. He's talking about the body. That's very scary to me. He's talking about people who claim to know him, people who claim to serve him. Some people that have spent their lives in church doing all kinds of things, supposedly in his name, building in his name, traveling across the globe in his name. And some of them do it in jets and and drive the finest cars and all of this stuff in his name. And he said, I am going to say, I didn't, I didn't say this. I didn't write this. I'm repeating to you what Jesus said. He said, I'm going to say, depart from me, ye who worked iniquity. I never knew you. I don't know about you, but those are four words I don't ever want to hear. And so what I'm saying today, and if I were on my other podcast right now, I would be saying, it's time to reset. And I would ring that bell. The bell will be ringing. And, you know, um, yeah, it's time for a brand new day. How about that? I'm on a brand new day. It is time to live for him like never before. It is time to make things right. It is time to get things right. It is time to keep things right. It's time to get in that word like never before. You don't have to have tons of Bibles. I just happened to, as I was talking to the lady at the store today, we were just talking about, you know, how we really enjoy the Bible and reading and she was saying you know i have a chart that tells you which translation stuff she said but i don't have it on me she said so i'm glad that you're here because i don't know a lot about the various translations and she was saying that she wanted to read something else about the bible not necessarily the bible and i was telling her i said um you know i've read Uh, Years ago, I purchased the 1611 version of the King James, and it was the original style Bible with the handwriting and everything in it. It was a beautiful Bible. And in the midst of it, it had the Apocrypha. And so I read some of the chapters in it, and I found it interesting because it's like an addition to um, some of the older books of, of the Old Testament and stuff. And she was saying, Wow, that sounds really fascinating. She said, because I've heard about all of these other books that were found. And she said, you know, I can't find wherever, you know, where they are. And so she handed me her phone. She said, would you please, you know, look it up and see if you can find it. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I went on Amazon and I didn't see the one that I purchased. And they had all these different books. I said, we'd be here all day, you know, trying to look through these, you know, and she said, um, well, that's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, I appreciate it. And then I said, well, you know what? I just had this thought and I know it wasn't me. I said, I'm looking at all of these books in front of us. And I mean, there was about 
five or six shelves. I mean, really tall shelves stacked with all kinds of Bibles and theology books. I said, I bet you any amount of money that there's probably an apocrypha right here somewhere. And she said, wow, that would be great. She said, but don't worry about it. Don't, you know, don't knock yourself out. It's cool. And I said, well, let me just take a look. And I'm looking through and I'll get through the first couple of shelves. I'm like, I just know they would have to have at least one copy. Show sure enough, in the midst of about the third, fourth shelf, tucked in between a couple Bibles was the Apocrypha. And she opened up that thing and she was just so excited. And, you know, we just, we talked, we talked for about 20 minutes, just talking about the word and, you know, reading and just, you know, in this day and time, just growing closer to him. And she made a, a comment that I found a little humorous, but I did not, you know, really respond because they had like hundreds of DVDs and I, and they had sections on, you know, Christian materials and stuff like that. And she said, well, you might as well come over here with the DVDs. I said, oh, I don't need to be looking at no DVDs and stuff. And I said, I, you know, I have stuff at home. Um, I said, I have a, a documentary set. I said, my husband had bought me, and it's like five DVDs, like uh, Jesus Mission or something like that. I said, I haven't watched that. I have other stuff that I haven't, you know, me, I'm more of a bookworm. I, I get into books more so than, you know, watching. And her comment was, she said, well, hey, if you're going to read the Bible, you might as well reward yourself. And I caught myself because I wanted to say, honey, reading the Bible is the reward in itself. There's just so much in it. It's so much to get from it. I don't care if you read it every single day of your life. There's always more. And it brings such a wonderful feeling. Well, it does for me and because it's like, He's near. He's right here. I'm reading his words and they are living. I don't need to be rewarded for reading it because the, 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 just the ability to be able to read it, the blessing of being able to read it, knowing that this is his letter written to us. I'm good with that. And so I'm just, I'm just grateful and I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that people are waking up to be aware of the times that we're living in. That devil is fierce, y'all. I stopped talking a lot about him. I'm, I'm rather bored, you know. Um, he does the same stuff, same stuff. He does it. One pastor I listen to, Pastor Price, he always says, Satan does his stuff right in plain sight. He wants you to be able to see it. But if you study him, you will understand that he's doing the same stuff. It's the same ammo, the same tricks. You know, that's why the apostle Paul said to be aware of the schemes of the devil. Don't be ignorant of his devices. I didn't say it. That's what it says in the Bible. That's what the apostle Paul said. He said, be not ignorant of Satan's devices. Jesus himself said he comes only but for to still kill and destroy. And if you look around, you will see that that's all he's still doing. There's nothing to be surprised about there. There's nothing to be amazed about. But the question that I ask you, because I'm not doing this, are you allowing him to continuously 
kill, steal, and destroy in your life, in your family, with your children, in your home? Are you allowing him to just wreak havoc and, and allow him to have your way as if you have no say in the matter? I beg to differ because Ephesians 4 and 27 in the Bible that I read, it says, neither give place to the devil. So if it says that, then I would have to believe that I have a choice in the matter. The word of God says, therefore, submit yourself unto God resist the devil and he will flee from you. So Jesus has given us strategy. He has given us word. He has told us in Ephesians chapter six to put on the full armor of God that ye may be able to stand in the evil day in the last day these are those times the apostle paul called it perilous times how many of you know that we are living right now in the midst of perilous times in timothy he told timothy in that day men are going to be lovers of themselves do you see that all around us do you see it on the political spectrum? Do you see it among the athletes? Do you see it among all of these movements? I won't get into all of that. Do you see it in your own home? Do you see it in your family? Do you see it rising up in your marriages? Do you see it with your children? I see it all around. Do you see the handwriting on the wall? I didn't write this. I read it. I believed it. He said, they're going to be heady. They're going to be high-minded. They're going to be, he said, the children will be unthankful, unholy, truce breakers, covenant breakers, meaning they will break agreements and not even think about it. He said, a man's foes. Jesus said, a man's foes will be they of his own household. So don't be surprised. The Bible says, think it not strange when you come into fiery trials, which is to try you. These things are going to happen. And all I'm doing tonight is sounding the alarm. All I'm trying to do is remind you that the word of God, the Bible says, watch as well as pray. It is time to run this race. It's time to get back in it. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know where you may be. You may have fallen off, but if you're hearing my voice today, turn and repent. Get up, dust off your knees, put that armor on. You cannot fight. Do you realize that we are in a war? This is not a game. It's not a game. And the enemy that we are fighting against is supposed to be opposing. Oh, he's a real enemy. He's not that red devil with the pitchfork that they drew. In fact, my mother's Bible had a picture of the devil like that. And it scared me when I was a girl. I hated to turn to that page and I look, I thumbed through this Bible and I didn't see that picture. And so I was glad about that, but he's a real enemy. And he's coming to take us out. If he had his way, he'd take us all out, especially the believers. He doesn't even, the devil is so much of a devil. He doesn't even like the people that serves him. 
Isn't that crazy? The very people that he uses, he chews them up and he spits them out when he's through with them. He's, oh, he's a real enemy. He's a real devil. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be hooked up with Jesus, the one who has already conquered him, the one who has already defeated him and then told me that I'm an overcomer through Christ that loved me because he loved me. The Bible says Jesus Christ came to manifest, to destroy the, the works of the devil. And we have a job to do. Yes, he did it. Yes, he paid it all. But then we have a part to play. And that's when you have to get into the Bible and see what the word of God says, see what he's saying for you in this time. See what he's saying in your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like I've never told you before. I feel it so strong. I see such a strange spirit and I see it. See, when you're a, a person of prayer, you're an intercessor and I'm, I'm making a call to intercessors out there. You know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you if you know how to intercede and stand in a gap. Me, I've been called to that ministry and I even have the prophecies on tape where it's being said that you are an intercessor and God has called you to be a watchman on the wall. So I know what my position is. Some of you out there, it's time to get back on your face. It's time to start turning your plate back down. It's time for you to start interceding because people are going to be lost left and right. You, this, this is a time where I, I felt so strong in my spirit today. I'm looking at people. I'm looking at attitudes that seem to come out of nowhere. One day a person is cool with you. The next day it's like they can't stand you. And you're like, what happened? Did something happen that I'm not aware of? It's just this like this strange, this crazy spirit. And then I had to remember the Bible said that men will be lovers of themselves. And then he says, the love of many will wax cold. You're seeing it. I'm seeing it. It is all around us. The enemy is moving in what my son likes to call. He likes detective stuff and spy stuff and games like that. And he's, he's always writing us letters like, you know, detective stealth and you know the enemy moves in stealth mode and he works through people and you never know what you're dealing with so it's very important to stay close to the altar it's very important in this last day and hour to make sure that you are connected with Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit abiding in you so that you can be led so that you will not be caught off guard and it is time to pray for people and in some instances people don't like to hear it but I'm gonna say it anyway because it's the truth anyhow you have to be willing to move on you have to be willing to let go you have to be willing to look to the hills from what's coming for you you have to be willing to say for God I live for God I die I have an episode called we're called to die we're not called to live and just to live our best life now and have the riches and the wealth and all of the it's time out for a lot of that have you seen I wrote past some beautiful churches when I was on this scenic drive and I won't call the name of one but this is huge beautiful beautiful big white church it looks like a big old warehouse and it's practically empty all of these buildings are just sitting now see God is doing what he was going to do 
anyway. And, and he's showing people that his hand can't be stopped. Everything is not the devil. God is allowing these things to be set up for such a time as this. And it is written in his word how it's about to go down. It's not time to be playing. You have to wake up and be aware and realize that some people just don't want to change. Those are the people that you have to learn as I had to the hard way. You pray for them and you keep it moving. Just continue to pray and intercede, but you don't have time to keep going back, trying to drag the same people down the road. It's time like never before to travel like I'm thinking about the scriptures when Jesus told his disciples, he said, don't take two tunics, you know, don't, don't take a sword. He was, he was giving them instructions on how to travel. And then there was another time, you know, he, he was saying, you know, whatever house you go in, you find it worthy, you go in and, you know, if they receive you well, you know, eat what is put before you. But if they don't receive you, then shake the dust off of your feet and keep it moving. My grandmother used to tell me that. She even used to tell me that about certain family members stuff. She said, baby, just shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. You have to know Jesus for yourself. I thank God I learned and I got that message early. She said, you have to know him for yourself. You have to follow him. Everybody's not going to want to go. And the hard and the sad reality of it is the Bible even talks about in Revelation after Satan is bound and then he'll be loose for a while. He's coming back to continue his work of deception. But by, the Bible tells us that even then the hearts of people are still going to be cold toward God. There are some people that just will not be saved. And I know we don't like to hear that. That's not God's will. That was not his desire. The Bible says it's his desire for all men to be saved. Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to bring us back to the Father. Everybody doesn't want him. Everybody doesn't want to go. Some people are going to be left behind and you and I need to have enough discernment to Open up our eyes. Pray that prayer that Paul prayed uh, that your eyes would be enlightened. You need enlightenment in this hour like never before. And I am sounding this alarm just to let you know the time is drawing nigh. The word of God says, draw nigh unto him and he will draw nigh unto you. I'm not trying to get close to anything and anybody more than I'm trying to get close to Jesus. Every day I want to grow and grow in his grace. Every day I want to come up just a little bit higher. And yes, there will be difficult days. I had them myself. There will be days when you just don't want to get up and just go through another thing. There will be days when you do not feel like going on, but that's when you need to be like Joseph and remember those dreams. Remember those visions. Remember those prophecies. Remember the promises that God has had. I still feel think about words that my grandmother Mary, my grams, spoke to me when our last conversation right before she died in May of 98. Excuse me. Need a little bit of water. Um, she told me, remember 
that God has not brought you this far to leave you. And she said, I see you, baby. She said, I see you coming through. She said, oh, you're going to go through some more things. She said, but I see you coming forth. She said, my God. And she did her little chuckle. She said, mm, glory to God. She said, you're going to be beautiful, pure, sparkling gold. That was 1998. And I'm still still holding on to those words in 2020. I know that he has me. I know that the devil's not through taking his punches and trying to take me down. Oh, he'll use anybody that he can. But guess what? The word of God, the Bible that I read tells me no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. You got to get that in your spirit. Spirit, that no matter what happens, he's for you. And if he's for you, who can be against you? It is time for us to be kingdom bound, not, not earth bound. And it's time for us to do what he's called us to do. Some of us have missed it at some points in our lives. I'll be honest enough to admit, I'll be transparent enough to admit I didn't always hit the mark. I didn't always do everything he told me to do. I wasn't always obedient. Sometimes I just flat out fell on my face. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But I thank God I had enough sense to get up and call on him and cry out to him. I had enough sense to turn back to him. I had enough sense to turn 180 degrees and face his direction. Old folks used to sing in a Pentecostal church, hold on to God's unchanging hand. My Aunt Donna used to sing, in times like these, we need a savior. In times like these, we need a savior. She tinker on that little piano. You must be sure, be very sure your anchor holds. Are you holding on to that anchor? Does that anchor have you? In fact, the anchor on the ship, you drop the anchor and it keeps the boat steady. What is anchoring you? What is holding you or what is holding you back? What is holding you from getting in the race? You better look around and take inventory of your life. They used to say in a church, don't let it be said too late. The whiners had a beautiful song. Millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. One of the whiners brother and his wife, they wrote the beautiful song that still plays today. Tomorrow, will you give your life? Because tomorrow very well might in today. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. So I'm sounding the alarm on this night, on this day. Will you live for him? Will you walk for him? Will you go at the expense of your life if it meant martyrdom? Because that's what Christianity really is. That's what Christianity really was founded on. It's not just about the blessings. It's not just a blessing plan. It was one man came and he died for all of humanity. He gave his life. And then he said, if you desire, any man desires to come after me, then he must first deny himself. You must take up your cross and you must follow me. He's not saying follow 
follow him to the carnival, follow him to the parade, follow him to the drama clubs. No, 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 no. The cross, the way of the cross is through death. And then he said, sit down and count the cost and see if you be able to finish. What about you? Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to go all the way? I'm sounding an alarm for you tonight. It's something for you to think about, something for you to wrestle with, something for you to really, really, really sit down and figure out because the day is done. The time is late. The time is drawing nigh. The world is closing out as we know it. And then God will finish his work and he'll finish his work with uh, Jerusalem. Bible says that he's going back to finish the work with them. He just paused it and let the Gentiles come in. You got to read all about that in the New, the New Testament. I don't have time to get into it, but he's going to finish what he started. Then we're going out of here. And you have to make a choice and you have to make a decision. Whose side are you on? I pray you make the right choice. I pray that you make the right decision. I pray that you don't let anything or anyone hinder you from God's best. And if you ask me, his best is eternal life. What Jesus came to give us. I'll take that. <laughs> and so you be blessed. And I'll talk to you again soon.